Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Making Moves. I'm here today with Jake Miller. Woohoo! Yeah, the crowd goes crazy. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. I I think we for a second forgot that we had met before. Yeah. No, I walked in, I saw your picture. I'm like, I know I've met her somewhere (laughs) along the way in LA. We met at a Chargers game. Yeah, we did. Which was the crazy experience, craziest experience ever. Yeah. No, we like were on the field pretty much in like this sick box, and all we had to do was like post a few Instagram stories. (laughs) I've never been on a box like that, like Uh, on the field. No, me neither. Me neither. I think that's a new like SoFi thing. Yeah, that's like the most beautiful stadium I've ever seen for sure. The lighting, I was like, oh my god, I need to come here. Yeah, (laughs) shoot more. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah, what an awesome perk to like also doing your passion, which is music. Yeah, like to be able to go and I guess work with brands and do cool stuff like that. Do you work with brands like that a lot? Yeah, I mean. I'm sure as you do as well, I get hit up by brands all the time and you kind of have to align yourself with like the right ones that, you know, are good looks. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't want my Instagram just looking like a billboard. Like just like everything I do is like add this, add this. But um, but yeah, I mean, not only is it a great way to make some income, like you said, but Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, how many how many times do you get paid to go sit first row at a football game? Yeah. It's so much fun. Free food, free alcohol. I would have done that for free. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I do them. I do them. As much as I can, as long as they're like cool things. Yeah. yeah. I remember meeting you and your girlfriend, Brandy, yeah. right? And um, I was like, they are so nice. I love them. Thank you. Yeah. You guys yeah. were so, and you were She's telling nice me about the, me. <laughs> you were telling me about the crazy story about how you guys met. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to explain that? Yeah. I, um, 
So it was like 2017. I was single. I was on tour. You know, I'm on a tour bus with like 10 of my guy friends. Uh-huh. We're just we're just being reckless. We're Casual. all single. So every show we would just uh, before the show, you know, in the middle of the day, we would go on Instagram and, you know, if we were in Tampa, we would look up on Instagram like USF. We would go to like the the college on Instagram. That is so smart. Yeah, we would see all the girls uh-huh. that like tagged, <laughs> tagged Me USF. Me when I go into like a city and I'm like looking at the NBA team, I'm like yeah. roster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we would just find, you know. Girls who, uh, okay. who were tagging pictures at the nearby college, DM Shut them, up. say, got a show tonight in Tampa, come by. And See, I, that's like the smoothest move because did you have the blue check? I did, yeah. Yeah, because then they're like, and then you have the show. Like yeah. It's not like, oh, you want to meet up. You have the show. It's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. And um and she didn't she didn't know who I was but like all of her sorority friends were like oh my god Jake Miller like <laughs> of course we know him that's but, like um, ideal yeah it was great um and she didn't come to the show okay <laughs> she had a boyfriend at the time oh my gosh this is right yeah I remember her telling me that yeah but um we kept in touch because she's from Florida so every time I would go to Florida I would kind of see her and uh, it was just a like a long slow burn and then finally uh, started dating over the pandemic crazy convinced her to move to L A we got a house and. And no. you guys live together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is awesome. What's it like living with like your significant other? I've never done it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um I think it's like the perfect test for couples. Like I know a lot of people who, you know, are like ready to get engaged but they haven't even lived together and mm-hmm. like I think that that's like such an important step because obviously You think you should live together before you're engaged. Yeah, for oh, sure. Okay. For sure. Um I mean, that's like an extremely telling test. Mm-hmm. And we we went right into it really and it didn't change anything it made it way better yeah um you know all like her little habits that i didn't see before without living there like and all my little habits like those are like the things that i start to like fall in love with and Mm -hmm. i wouldn't ever be able to see that if you know we only saw each other a couple times a week totally so i feel like you even learned so much about yourself like just having a roommate let alone like your significant other for sure i i like learn it actually doesn't bother me when like so-and-so leaves a dish in the dish like or in the sink or whatever (laughs) but then there's other stuff that really pisses me off yeah for sure is there anything that you get nitpicky about i don't get nitpicky about anything that she does Uh um Anything that she gets annoyed with me has to do with the kitchen, for with sure. cleaning? For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, at, at this point, she's like, don't even, you know, don't even clean the dishes because even when you try to help, you're not, you don't do yes, it Yes, I have to redo it. Yeah, I have mm-hmm. to redo it. And so I kind of understand now. It's like, I want to help, but some things I'm just not very good at. Yeah. You know, she's just very detail-oriented. So I'm not going to, like, sweep the whole house if I know she's going to do a better job and just mm-hmm. do it after me. So... You know, we yeah. have our, we both have our things. You have that your we strengths do. and your weaknesses. Yeah, I water the plants. You know, <laughs> I, I change the, the, the batteries and the cameras. Yeah. the easy That's stuff. That's the one thing when I'm like, because I live alone. When there's like a furniture moving situation or like trash, I'm like, gosh, a guy would be great to like handle this right now. Yeah, because I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, we we go back and forth taking out the trash. It's more, it's mostly just like whoever thinks about it first, yeah, you know? Totally. It's not like, oh, you have to do this, you have to do this. I think that's what kind of makes it great when you're living with someone. It's like, you're like when team. you see something, yeah, when you see something that needs to be done, just do it and, you know, that's it. Like, Love that. Yeah. So, Jake, tell me a little bit about, like, where you're from, how you got to where you are now. For sure. I'm from Florida. Okay. I moved where in to Florida again? Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's the spring break, like, capital of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny that people, like, think of it like that because I just think of it as, like, home. Yeah. Um, but Fort Lauderdale Beach is insane for sure. We would like spend all of our weekends there after, you know, at, in high school. And you wouldn't even be able to like see the sand because like all of the, our high school would just be like taking up the entire beach with blankets. Crazy. And, yeah, it was so much fun. Um, but I grew up in Florida. 
didn't really get into music until like junior year of high school. Uh-huh. I got a Mac for like Hanukkah one year or something. Love. And um, came with GarageBand. I didn't know what it was. I opened it and started making my own little beats. And I'm like, this is fun. Grabbed the little, you know, iPhone headphones and <laughs> it came with a microphone. So I'm like, maybe I'll start rapping over these oh, beats. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, at that point, I was listening to like, you know, Mac Miller and Kid Cudi, Asher Roth, like uh-huh. just a bunch of like kind of college you know, rappers. And um, I mean, they are like are all our are all iconic. Too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Mac Miller at the time is like, you know, we grew up on him. But uh-huh. like now he's like so much bigger than yes. like. You know, he's he's an icon to me now, mm-hmm. not just because he was one of the reasons that I started making music, really, but just because his music got better and better and the person he was and what he stood for. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just like he's iconic. But but yeah, I, I was listening to Mac. I'm like, you know, if he could rap, you know, I see all of his videos on YouTube with all mm-hmm. of his friends. They're making fun videos like I want to do that. Yeah. So I would invent I would invite my friends over after school. We would rap over these little beats. Stop. We made like hundreds of songs that I'd probably get canceled for if they ever <laughs> if they ever came out right now. Yeah. Um, I deleted them recently permanently because they they're just really you're like, bad. no, I no. don't want to listen to that. Really bad. We say some bad things. It's just bad. It's all around bad. Um, but that's kind of what made me fall in love with music. Mm-hmm. And and then like senior year all my friends went off to college and even though i got accepted to like nine out of the ten schools that i applied to i had really good grades growing up i studied really hard um but like last minute i decided not to go to college at all and just pursue music wow yeah oh my gosh what a ballsy move yeah i mean it was it was especially ballsy just knowing like where i grew up and like the city that i grew up in oh that's not normal no everybody went to college everybody even if it was community college Mm -hmm. like no one studies and takes all these SAT and ACT courses Mm -hmm. and gets good grades and then just decides like no I'm just gonna chill um but I ran it by my parents and like this was like this was after like a year of like making music in my bedroom and I knew that like I had a really strong passion for it but I didn't really think that like I had a future it was more just like Mm. It's more just like mom and dad let me stay home for a year and concentrate on music and if anything comes out of it I'll I'll keep going with it and if not then I'll just go to college a year later and it just kind of took off from there I got I feel a manager like that needs to be more normalized like taking a year after high school to like really decide yeah what you want to do or for sure I don't know I feel like so much can happen in that year for sure but do you just to be blunt like were you making money like yet no. You were just like, I just want to try this. And your parents were like, fine. Yeah. no, like, That's that, crazy. Yeah. No, at that point I had like three or four like regular jobs okay. um, in what high were you school. Doing? I worked as a bag boy at this grocery store Love. called Publix. Um, Love Publix. You like Publix? Pub subs? Oh my God. Don't even get so it started. <laughs> Chicken tender pub subs. So good. It's iconic. Um, but I was like a really paranoid kid. So they kept putting me like on the shift where I had to collect the carts at night in the parking lot. And I thought I was going to get kidnapped. Oh my gosh. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm going to quit this. <laughs> and then I worked at Cold Stone. Um, oh, so you know how to do like the on the counter. I did at one point. Yeah. Wow. They got some sketchy stuff going on over there, though. They like they would like there's this huge freezer like the size of this room. Uh-huh. And you have to like learn these songs because if like people come in and like give like tip you a certain amount, like the whole all the crew, all the employees start singing. Song. Right. OK. So there's like this kind of like hazing, funny thing that they think is funny, but I didn't think was funny, where they would lock all the new employees in this freezer room. You're kidding. And learn the songs. And, to, and you can't come out until you knew the lyrics. I swear to God. <laughs> Exposing Cold Stone <laughs> yeah. right here. Wait, is this uh, like every Cold Stone does this? Know. Or this was just like the Florida Cold Stone? 
I don't know. I don't we know. We need to comment down below if you've heard of this. It's it's a That's true crazy. thing. Yeah, it's a true thing. Um, ended up getting fired there because I stole ice cream. I didn't technically steal the ice cream. I like at the end of the shift, you're supposed to like all the cartons like that you see displayed. You're supposed to like you know save them for the next day, package oh, yeah. them up. But there was one flavor that was like barely any left, so I just washed it down the sink. And this guy, this manager on duty, just freaked out on me. He's like, "You just stole our ice cream." Oh my gosh! And like fired me on the spot. I'm like, "Okay, cool." Wow. Yeah. I was gonna say they probably loved you singing the song. They probably always I wasn't wanted... a singer back then. Okay. It was just rapping. Okay, just and rapping. And I didn't. I wasn't even good at rapping. Okay, copy. I just thought it was fun. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, and then I worked at like a golf course, uh, cleaning carts. Didn't get fired from there, but I think that was pretty much around the time where I'm like, I'm just gonna concentrate on music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like as a kid? Did you have this weird? desire to pursue music because I'm just like that's pretty crazy that you were like you felt so strongly about it you were like I'm not going to college I want to pursue this um no I didn't honestly like I always loved music as a kid just just like everybody else did you know Mm -hmm. like I was obsessed with like Justin Timberlake and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and you know, I would I would sit in front of the TV and watch like their MTV award performances and like rewind it and like memorize the dances but like I never wanted to like be a superstar mm-hmm. like I just wanted to just like be a fan of the mm-hmm. music you know what I mean um, and yeah and like when I started to get serious about making music in senior year it wasn't like I want to do this and get famous it was more just like I just want to keep doing this because it's so much fun and I'm getting like thousands of views it was like two or three thousand views on YouTube like, yeah because you were uploading on YouTube yeah yes back then it was just Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. I don't even think I had an Instagram TikTok wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Vine wasn't even a thing yet. So I would I would make a, a music video with like my sister, put it on YouTube and share the link to Facebook. And that was that was it. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was only getting feedback from like kids in my high school and like my family. But everyone was like, you're actually like you kind of got like flow. Like you're actually kind of good. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I feel like most high schoolers are like, let's make fun of the person that's uploading on YouTube. There was a lot of that, too. There yeah. was a lot of that, too. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. I couldn't gauge whether everyone was like, I was the only kid from like my city making music. Uh-huh. So I couldn't gauge whether like all of all the people that were commenting were more like, this is just so like different, mm-hmm. or if it was like you're you're actually good. So I don't know. Once I decided to like stay home, I kind of slowly started getting like hit up by people in the music industry, managers, record labels, and that was kind of like me and my family's confirmation that like, okay, maybe it's not just like my friends hyping me up. And was this when you had already decided to take the break or the yeah. the gap year? There might have been one or two people who hit me up prior that was like, okay, these people are in the industry and they know what they're talking about, so you know, I feel better. And you, you know, really think it was YouTube that got like eyes that's, on you? That's the only thing there was. Wow. Yeah, that's the only thing there was. I probably had, you know, 10 music videos out. I had some like local news stations come to my house and mm-hmm. do interviews about me. So I was getting like local press. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And then the next two years, I just stayed home at my parents' house, grinding my butt off and, mm-hmm. you know, slowly, slowly gained a, a really great fan base. And were you writing, like making songs at this time? Nonstop. Okay. Yeah, non- I mean, all my friends went off to college. And then putting them out. On yeah. YouTube. Yeah, like nonstop. I had like a studio nearby that I would just go, this guy would record me, I would pay like an hourly rate and yeah, I, I had nothing else to do. All my friends were at college making friends uh-huh. and joining fraternities and I was still You're living like, in my parents' house. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, yeah. At that point it was just like I my my whole life felt like it was up in the air. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know if it was a good decision or not, but 
Yeah. Well, my question for you is because this is all about like making moves. I love giving tips to the audience. Like yeah. for someone that has a desire, whether it's music or being a YouTuber or whatever the case is, like now, and you know, they're at this fork in the road where they're like, do I go to college? Do I pursue this kind of thing? Like what tip or piece of advice would you give them when they're like, I don't know if I'm even like, like, can I turn this into a career? Like they're at that point you're at. Like, do you have any advice for someone like that? I mean, I always think about like when I have kids one day mm -hmm. and I have a son who's 18 and he looks at me and says, I don't want to go to college. I want to concentrate on whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I was there. I took that leap and, you know, it paid off for me. Not to say it's obviously going to pay off for everybody, but if you if you put in the hard work and, you know, you get a little bit lucky also, then obviously it would work. But yeah, I mean, of course, I would just tell anybody to just follow their passion. Um no matter what that is, no matter how crazy it is, but you should also kind of set boundaries and, and limitations also, like a, like a time frame. Love that. Yeah, like what I did, because you know you can't go your whole life just you know trying to make a dream Hoping come you true. Make it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I made a deal with my parents. I said, give me one year, and that was that was the deal. And it was and I was totally down to go to college a year late if I could look in the mirror a year later and be like that was a poor decision. I, mm -hmm. You know, um, and you can also go to college and you know make music on the side like. If you can do that at the same time, go for it. I'm the type of person that like has to put 100% into one thing, mm -hmm. not like 50% into two things. So, yeah, I mean, I would tell anybody to to go for it, but kind of set a, a time boundary, like a time frame or yeah. a boundary. Yeah, you I love be realistic. that. I love that advice because sometimes I feel like I even have friends where I'm like, okay, this is like your tenth year trying to act, yeah, and like nothing's happened. Like, when do you stop? Yeah, but it's tough. I mean, you hear about these actors and who make it big when they're like fifty years old. Yeah, for sure, yeah. it's possible. I mean, I guess it depends if you're like financially stable enough yeah. to like you know not make a steady income for ten, twenty years and just pursue a dream. That's you know a very lucky position to be in, mm -hmm. but otherwise, yeah, you should probably get some kind of side job, some Uber restaurant while you're pursuing this this dream. Totally. What was your first check from regarding music? Like, mm. when did you get your first check? How much was it? What were you doing? It was the greatest. I, it literally was like the greatest thing ever. I remember coming home and my dad was like sitting in like his office. And he's like, you won't believe what just happened. I've never talked about this. So, so I'm like, I can't wait for my dad to watch this because he's just going to probably cry when he when he hears about <laughs> this. It's not like emotional, but like for us, it was just such a moment. He called me and he's like, you're never going to guess what just happened. Uh -huh. I just got a hit up from this lady and she wants you to perform at like her daughter's 13 year old birthday and they want to pay you. And I'm like, they want to pay me. Like, what do you mean? Like just to sing? Uh -huh. Like, I didn't know anything about the industry. So yeah. I'm like, um, that, that wasn't a thing to me. I wasn't uh -huh. even a thought. And we go to this girl's birthday. I get paid a check of five hundred dollars. I still have a picture of it. And that's know, a lot. Yeah, for a high school for a 13, kid. Thirteen, yeah. That's like what I would make for in weeks at Coldstone. If someone if someone came and performed, my parents made five hundred dollars for someone to perform. I would be freaking out. That's yeah. a great. Like, what the heck? That's a lot. I mean, coming from someone who was making six dollars an hour bagging groceries, doing something I hated. Absolutely. Five hundred dollars was like more than I made in. You're like, I you can know. buy anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it wasn't even about that. It was more this experience of, of going to this birthday party. And it was the first time ever that I, that me and my dad experienced real life fans. Yeah. So they like snuck me in through like up this ladder, up to the second floor window. And so I remember- it was a surprise? It was a surprise. <gasps> oh yeah. my gosh. And the whole night was just my first experience of like fangirls, like screaming, 
everyone, cameras in my face. Uh, they they wouldn't leave me alone, and I loved it. I, I was like, this is it. Like I made it. Yeah. And then um, at the end of the night, they, they all these guys were like trying to get me to my dad's car. <laughs> and I remember sitting in my dad's. This was the moment. Me and my dad sitting in my dad's car, about to leave in the in the driveway of this girl's house, and all of these girls, 13 years old, like knocking on the car window, and me and my dad were just like, holy shit. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And like I. Of course, like I knew of Justin Bieber and I knew of like these like Jonas Brothers, but like I didn't really pay attention mm-hmm. to their lives. So like the whole fangirl culture, mm. I was not, you know, aware of. So that was the first time I not only like saw it for me, but like saw it in general. I'm like, oh, my God, like this is crazy. Yeah. And that was like the first time that I like saw real fans. And what the heck is your dad doing in this moment? Is he just like speechless? Like, what the heck? Yeah, we, we always talk about this, like sitting in the car in that moment because it was it was like a turning point for us. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, you have fans. Like, they're m- maybe not a lot of them, but they're there in the world. And, like, mm-hmm. how do we make more of this type of fan? They're yeah. crazy about you. Like, they're, it was like I was Justin Bieber. Yeah. And I was just a high school kid. I'm like, I wish all my friends and, you know, they could all see this. This is, this is I felt like the Beatles. Wow. And did the little girl, was she a fan of you from your YouTube videos? Yeah. It was still only YouTube. I didn't even have that an Instagram, no Twitter. Awesome. Yeah. I was like, what were they taking? Fo- I was going to say, like, or were they taking photos for their Snapchat story? But probably not. Probably wasn't Mm-mm. even a thing yet. That's a good question. Maybe just their Facebook. It was probably just Facebook. Probably Facebook. I mean, Facebook back then was, you was know, like it was MySpace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. MySpace was even a thing back yeah. then. It was Facebook and MySpace. Whoa. Yeah. What a cool story. And yeah. also, I'm sure it was so rewarding to see your dad's reaction. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you're like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit of like confirmation, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, because obviously it's not hard for. I mean, it's not easy for my parents to say, yeah, no problem, just yeah. don't go to college. Like, I remember a lot of like my friends' parents would like kind of pull my parents aside and be like, be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you letting them do this? And so slowly, things would happen where my mm-hmm. parents were like, this was a good decision. This was a good decision, and mm-hmm. yeah. And crazy. now the parents are asking for you to send a video to their the kid. Yeah, yeah that's how it works. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Being close, it sounds like you're close with your parents. Extremely. Yeah, 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 same. And it's such a blessing but sometimes i know for some kids it's a little bit of a curse because you all you want is your parents approval yeah and it's the best thing when you have that moment yeah but also it is tough when like you're like they don't understand it yet and then you finally get the check or you finally get the yeah. moment and then it all like comes together but i mean yeah. that is such a cool story yeah thanks yeah definitely like being part of something that like no one can really see like the full vision, mm -hmm. but like you see it, like that's a very special like place to be in. Uh -huh. Just knowing like one day you'll you'll see the vision. Um, so yeah, that's that, that was a really cool night for us. Explain to me your point of view of fangirls because I have girls that like watch my videos or whatever, and yeah. I and I I have like friends who are huge, massive like female YouTuber people, and they have fans but i feel like there is nothing like a fangirl when it's a guy musician mm -hmm. like there's nothing nothing compares to that yeah type of fan no i mean it's very different than when i started i'll say that like in 2013 when i first started making music and it was like a very like it was just a cool moment in like pop music because there weren't that many male artists doing it so yeah, there was a moment you can ask Scott, like we, we couldn't even go to the mall. Like we would have to have mall security walk us around because Stop. I swear it was insane. Did you just think you were the coolest person in the world? I really did. Actually. I, and and I kind of got like, I, I, I think I was too young to appreciate how cool it was. And I was also too young to like not be annoyed by it. Like if I was a 30 year old and I couldn't walk oh, outside, annoyed. I would have been like, this is not the life yeah. I want. Um, but yeah, we were we we needed police escorts places. We it was insane. It and was, how old were you at this time? I was like 22, 23. Oh my gosh, that is the dream. Yeah, and it's not because like there was millions more fans. It was just that these fans were like crazy loyal. Yeah, yeah. And just like young, very young. Mm -hmm. So they would scream like they wouldn't know boundaries, like they would you no know, personal space. Like yeah. you know, this was also before a pandemic, so uh -huh. everyone's just in your face, and you can't even walk. And I had to have a security guard on tour. Like now, nah, I would never bring a security guard on tour, but I I thought it was nothing but really cool. And but I do think that the coolest part is that throughout my career, I've seen these people grow with me and mm -hmm. now it's like I walk out of the tour bus and everyone's just super cool super chill mm -hmm. we could just stand there and have a normal conversation like two people rather than like shrieking screams yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I mean I don't really have any of those like insanely you know kind of like inappropriate fangirls uh -huh. anymore it's just I, I think yeah they're just kind of like I'll go to the shows now and it's like almost everyone is like my age that's awesome. Yeah. It's cool because they probably like a lot of people grew up with you. Yeah, And exactly. they like remained loyal or fans. I think that's a, that just goes to show like your the longevity of your career and, you know, how like awesome you are as a person because people want to stick with you. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't be more thankful that like I've seen so many fans from day one who are still coming to the shows. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's all an artist wants like is mm -hmm. is fans like that you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and so yeah so 
to answer your question, whether they're ex extremely young and you don't know personal space, or whether uh -huh. they're my age and you know really super chill, you know, I, I just appreciate every person that obviously supports me, and mm -hmm. you know, I just now that I'm older, I kind of, you know, I want to be treated like a like a human rather than like a a monkey in a exactly. zoo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have like the utmost empathy for people like Justin Bieber and like Harry Styles, like? dealing with that on a daily basis for years and years and years like yeah, how, do, how do they do that no idea I could never I could never do that I could never be in that position where where I can't leave my house or you know maybe if I was single it would be easy but like when you have a girlfriend and you're walking around in public with a girlfriend and like everyone's kind of like giving me attention and like she I can't even find her because like there's people around mm -hmm. like that's not the life I want to live mm -hmm. I want to be able to go out with my girlfriend and just you know have a normal day not be bothered you know if someone comes up and says I love your music like that that makes me so happy yes um but yeah I, I don't know how they do it I don't I don't think I could ever live that lifestyle mm -hmm. I know I always whenever I'm like scrolling on TikTok and I see like a paparazzi video or whatever I'm like that is crazy that's yeah. their everyday life yeah mind-boggling but they've gotten used to it I guess so uh -huh. But yeah. I would be like an anxious ball of a mess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And knowing that like every single time you step out of your house, like people probably want to look good. Yeah, everyone's people are looking. Filming. Can't pick your nose. Yeah. That's bad. That's the worst. I love picking my nose. I know. Um, okay, so I saw in an interview you said one of your favorite things is performing on stage. Yeah. It used to be like a nervous rack about it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Like why are you so comfortable with it now? Like why, do you, why is it your favorite thing? Like even right now when we're talking, I, I'm – everyone kind of says like I'm a super chill person like my family kind of always gives me shit because like you can never tell if I'm like in ex an extremely great mood or like mm. feeling super sad like I'm always just kind of here I never really like to like show what I'm feeling got it but on stage I just kind of flip a switch and I'm just like You're an animal Jake Miller yeah, yeah I'm just an animal <laughs> I'm jumping I'm sweating mm -hmm. I, I just feel like you know powerful I don't know and and there's just something so like beautiful about seeing all these people in the crowd mm -hmm. singing like the words that you know you wrote in your bedroom or that's crazy yeah and just like seeing all like the the impacts that you know these songs have made and like seeing people in the crowd crying or mm -hmm. you know hugging and dancing with their boyfriend and girlfriend while i'm singing like um, we're like making experiences of real life experiences mm -hmm. for people through these through these songs that i just like casually write with my friends so so yeah. awesome. Do you yeah. have like a pre-show ritual or anything like silly that no one knows about that you do? Um, like what's in your green room? What do you ask for? Like Cheetos? Like tequila? we keep it pretty. Yeah, we got Jameson. Okay, Jameson. I'm a Jameson guy on tour. Okay. Yeah, I take one smell of Jameson. It just brings me back to like ten minutes before showtime. Uh, really? Yeah. When you're on tour. There's so many shows. So are you drinking like before every show, or do you sometimes we'll take not a shot? Drink? We'll okay. take a shot before every show. Loosen up a little. Yeah, for sure. Some nights, you know, the the road definitely wears on you. So some nights you actually like need a, a shot to kind of like, you know, get you going, get you going for sure. But um, our green room is pretty healthy. I mean, we got some fruit. We got some kind bars. Mm -hmm. um, love a kind bar. <laughs> yeah. Love kind bars. We have those little Listerine mints that we just take everywhere because after your after a full show, you kind of just have like cotton mouth. Oh, my like, gosh. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. That's so true. Those are super important. Um, other than that, we really don't have much in the green room. We spend most of the time in the tour bus and then like, like that's kind of our green room. And then 10 minutes before the show, we'll go into like the venue green room. Mm. Um, so on the bus, we're like, you know, blasting Drake or whatever. We got some dumbbells from Walmart that we're <laughs> getting a quick pump in. That's yeah. pretty much it. Okay. So is that like, is that your hype song, Drake? 
or like he's probably our, our our go-to hype artist yeah Got for it. sure yeah i know there's nothing like a little nice for what to get you going for sure we have different moods though it's like my drummer's always shirtless in the tour bus like going crazy with the weights and sometimes we're listening to like laney um, love laney yeah we love laney um sometimes we're listening to like have you ever heard of dirty loops no Dirty Loops is sick. They're very like musical and just like musical geniuses. Okay. That's kind of what we listen to like when we're like excited to go on stage and like put on the best show possible in terms of like killing our instruments. Uh huh. But then Drake is like what we listen to and like we just want to feel like gods yes. walking on stage. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got different moods. Do you have a dream artist you would like love to collab with? I mean, obviously Drake would be like amazing, but do you have any others? Yeah, uh, I think John Bellion and John Mayer would be my top two. Oh my gosh, I could see it. Yeah. John Bellion is it. like that's so you yeah no he's like my biggest inspiration in terms of like the music that I make mm -hmm. in terms of the music that I love and listen to I think John Mayer would be my number one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I even have a John Mayer tattoo stop this train shut up. Yeah, my favorite song. Wow. Yeah, so a, those are like Would that ever happen like have you ever talked to them like how close is that to happening? I've met John ever? Bellion a few times um I actually like it was like maybe 2013 2014 and I ran into him at the studio uh, Atlantic studio here on like Kohanga or something mm -hmm. and this was like before he really came out with like any of his like no one really knew about him mm -hmm. even as a songwriter now he's like writing and producing every song that you like Holy by Justin Bieber Maroon 5 songs like he's not only doing his own solo I did not stuff know he did ho Holy yeah he did Crazy. Holy and it was originally for Sam Smith whoa yeah I love those TikToks where they tell you like, oh, I produced this song and it was originally for Ariana Grande. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but running to him, I've told him multiple times how big of a fan I am. There was one time that we even sat there in the studio and kind of showed each other mm -hmm. new music that was coming out. I showed him the song called Lionheart that was about to come out. He showed me a song called um, uh, Immigrant. Oh, wow. Yeah, this was so long ago. And and then he just kind of blew up. And But I can definitely say I was one of John Bellion's like, first fans. For sure. That's pretty cool. For sure. Um, and then John Mayer, I mean, uh, he's shouted me out once on like Instagram Live. Shut up. That like made my life. <laughs> Wait, why? Uh, I think I had like a bunch of my fans just kind of flood the comments <laughs> and just say, Jake Miller's in here, Jake Miller's in here. Um, and then he just said like, oh, everyone's in here tonight. Jake Miller, what's up? I see you. Or like something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. He probably just saw the blue check and just Your heart know. skips a beat. You're For like, sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, how does that like work in the, because I only know like podcast and YouTube world, like how collabs happen. I'm yeah. like, how do features and stuff like that happen? Because sometimes I'll see like videos and they'll like meet at the music video. Like the artists never met. Yeah. And I'm like, that is crazy. How does that happen? Yeah, that happened to me, actually. Uh, I had a song called uh, Days and Confused with Travi McCoy from uh, Gym Class Heroes. We met at the music video set. Stop. Yeah. And how did, but how did that happen? Like, were your man, is it your teams that arranged it? For that one, it was. Yeah. I mean, I think that was just like my label paid him and, you know, they probably also paid him to show up to the music video shoot. But, you know, nowadays I'm like not really a big feature guy. I think in, in the last 10 years and like the three four hundred songs I've released I've maybe had like five features mm -hmm. and four out of five of those were not paid they were just you know friendly you know people that I like either, let's make a song yeah people I found on TikTok a friend of a friend mm. someone who I just think is has a great voice um, so that's kind of like where I am in terms of like you know features I, I only want to work with people that like either I'm really good friends with or I just love their music mm -hmm. yeah I agree I feel like it's you can tell that 
across the board with like with the music you're like wow they're a great match or they're a great pair it's hard to you know make something good when you don't even know the person for sure i would say for sure um speaking of tiktok how much do you take that into consideration when like making music now because that i see all the time people are like i can't release this till my label like or till this goes viral like my label blah 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 blah. i actually just made a tiktok making fun of that exact situation because i'm i would never put myself in the situation where a label is telling me you can't put this song out until this happens like but i'm like like how does halsey get in that situation or is that fake no i think it's real I, i mean she's on a different level than me obviously i think like she has probably so many cooks in the kitchen, so many people at her telling label. Telling her what to do, yeah. And not even telling her what to do, but also just guiding her. And she probably really respects it, um, you know, because they have so much success together as a team. So she probably thinks like, yeah, I wish I could put this song out, but if my label's telling me it's not really showing much traction, maybe they're right, maybe I should go with another single. I don't know. For me, it's like, if I make a song and I love it, it's coming out, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I don't care what, what anyone says. Um, and my label knows that, they're cool with it. Um, but I do definitely take TikTok into consideration for like promoting a song, but uh-huh. I, I would never think about TikTok while writing a song. Okay. It's never like, oh my God, that line's perfect because like it's so TikTokable. Yeah. Never would I but do I that. But I swear like artists think like that now. Yeah. And to each his own. But for me, it's more like once the song is done, I'm like, okay, it's time to promote it. What are like clever TikToks I can do? Got and it. And I don't like doing them. Okay. But it's important. It is. It's important. And the fact that obviously, you know, like this algorithm, whatever it is that Mm -hmm. just allows millions of new people who have never heard of Jake Miller to hear Jake Mm -hmm. Miller's music all of a sudden, that's like a dream come true for an artist. Have you ever had someone like one of your songs go viral because someone made a dance to it or anything like that yet? Um, We did have somebody make a dance for uh, there's a TikToker named Baby Ariel. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I actually, I've I known her for quite a while. I think she's from Florida. So I asked her to do a dance to the song called Save Me during the pandemic. Uh-huh. And she's got a lot of influence. So a lot of other people started doing the dance. And it so didn't you go just viral. asked her and she was like, yeah, no problem. We probably paid her a little bit. Okay. I, think, I think my label paid her a little bit. But um, but yeah, and then a couple thousand people started doing the dance. And mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I would do it. I would have someone, I would pay someone to do a little dance to my song too. Yeah. It's crazy these days, just like what, how, how much like promo has changed. Like no one's buying, like, I would never think of like buying a billboard anymore. I would think no. of, you know, getting a TikToker to make a dance. And yeah. that's just such a different world. It's crazy too, like the amount of songs that have resurfaced and like become like that hit yeah again like i'm thinking of like the song that was just in stranger things the yeah. running up that hill by kate mm-hmm. whatever yeah, I no, what about. yeah like never in a million years would i like have that on one of my playlists yeah. right but because of tiktok not even because of stranger things like because of tiktok me seeing it so much like me making videos to it i'm like wait i kind of love this song like for i'm sure. adding it to my playlist for sure and now that kate artist is probably like what the heck like yeah. actually my song just went double platinum yeah 20 years later yeah crazy it is crazy. I uh, saw like Cool Kids by Echo Smith is now yes. blowing up. But that's a great song. Uh-huh. That was always kind of like a hit. But yeah, it's just it's just so funny and like and also the songs almost never go viral like in the way that you hear them on Spotify. They're like pitched up or down or sound like yes. chipmunks. <laughs> so true. Right? Yes. Or it's like the one part like I'm thinking Billie Eilish's song like I'm the bad guy and then duh. Like that's such a TikTok sound, right? right? For sure. But like when she was making that, she probably never in a million years thought like, oh, there will be like five million videos with right. that sound. Right. Like, of, it's like, crazy. Cats jumping off yeah. like <laughs> roofs 
with that sound <laughs> in the back. So random. What I a know. weird world we live in. I feel like like once a day I'll just like take a second and be like, what a what a weird time. Exactly. It is weird. So but weird. are you so I guess my question is, are you strategic now? It sounds like you are with your marketing using TikTok. Yeah, I try to be. I mean, it's really just, you know, once the song is done and, you know, two or three weeks before the song comes out, like, what can I do on TikTok to, to hype people up mm-hmm. and to get people excited? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Are there any artists you look at who you think or you look up to that think utilize TikTok a great way to promote their music? Um, I think Charlie Puth does a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But it's also like the bigger you are. The more views you'll get, the more the algorithm will work, the more followers. You'll, it's like it's a snowball effect. Like it's it's probably like super easy for someone who has like 20 million followers to just go viral with every post. Mm-hmm. If every one of my posts were going viral, yeah, I'm sure TikTok would be really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, making a video and taking an hour to make a video and then it not really doing anything is kind of like, why am I doing this again? Yeah. But it's important. You never I know. think um, do you know Olivia O'Brien? Yeah. I think she does a good job using TikTok, too. Okay. I haven't seen her, her She TikTok. like, I, I love her music, so maybe it's just like, it works on me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that the way that she uses TikTok, like, I'm like invested, like, I know she has a song releasing soon because of the way she's been promoting it on TikTok. Yeah. Which is crazy, because yeah. otherwise I would have no idea. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's, like, little trailers, like, leading up to it, or like, you know, I see a lot of people who are like, oh, like, just started this song, like... Leave some comments of like some words and you, you guys can help me finish writing it. Like mm-hmm. involving the fans in like the writing process, I think is a really cool idea. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Did you see, you know, the song that's the A, B, C, yeah. that song? Did you see how that happened? No. Oh, my gosh. So basically this TikToker or this musician was like, comment down below what I should write a song about. Right. And one of the comments was the alphabet like a b c d e f u wow right and someone commented that and then she took the comment and like released her song right which was the fuck you i don't i can't sing but what was crazy is people found out later on that that was her label who commented it i was just gonna say i was just gonna say i'm sure it's not a bad move really good move but also like what the heck yeah i mean I was just, while you're while you were telling me the story, I'm like, should I be the one that's like controversial and I say know. it was probably her like <laughs> side account who who posted that? But yeah, I could. That, that's a good move. idea. Great idea. Great idea. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was very interesting. For I'm, sure. I don't know. It's just like, it's crazy what the internet makes popular now. Like yeah. the TikTok stars are celebrities. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's like thousands of celebrities being, you know, discovered every day. Crazy. <laughs> and it's like you just heard of them and they have like 20 million followers. And like, who is this person? But I know. I, I think that's also like a really cool thing that, you know, with 2022. It's just people who are just in their homes doing, you know, arts and crafts or something now have the power to be to, to reach millions of people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really cool. What do you think about the TikTokers um, who blow up on TikTok and then they start making music? I can't blame them. I mean, nobody wants to just be a TikToker. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to get that much fame, um, you obviously, I mean, I would think you would want to bring it into it acting way. or modeling or, you know, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely, I can't hate on it. Mm-hmm. Do I do I like more competition? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I can't hate on it for it sure. It makes your loyal fans more, I guess, 
and it probably makes you feel really good when someone's like loyal to you because there's yeah. so many people to be a fan of now for sure and it also feels good that like even 10 years later after making music like when most people are cannonball effects and they just get really popular and then a year later you never hear about them again it does feel nice to like be able to to say like i've been doing this for 10 years and you know, although there's a lot more competition and a lot more artists out there, like I still do have a great fan base. That's been so hard to me. stay relevant for 10 years in for this sure. world. For sure. And it's, yeah. it's getting harder. So congrats. That's Thank amazing. You. I appreciate it. Yeah, That's so. a long career in Thank this you. world. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Mwah! Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. <laughs> But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a Liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a Liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back. 
real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. What do you see as a game-changing move you made in your career that you're like, thank God I did that? Um, like looking back now. I would say one game changer was signing with a major record label and okay. one game changer was deciding to do the opposite and and go independent just to see both worlds. Mm. Um, because I signed to Warner Brothers in like 2015. It was honestly great for a while. Um, I, I got the full machine behind me for the first time. Mm -hmm. So like we were shooting $150,000 music videos. Crazy. Yeah, it was insane. And, and Warner Brothers was paying for it all and they were inviting me to the Grammys and here and there and, and it was just, you know, I was getting the full treatment. Like I, mm -hmm. I was made- You are doing the thing. They, were, they made me feel like a superstar. A um, Couple years later, you know, different artists, you know, the passion, the, the connection between me and the label is not really as strong anymore, some disagreements creatively. So I decided to go independent. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of like the number one thing I've done in my career because that was a moment where I'm like, I no longer have Warner Brothers producers to make me beats and music. I need to learn how to make my own beats. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like starting from scratch yeah. in a way. Yeah, and just becoming, like taking all those roles and harnessing them into just mm -hmm. me, into one person. So that's when I learned how to make my own music, to write and produce. I locked myself in my room and you know learned piano on, on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I think that was probably the best thing that ever happened. And I kind of just took all the creative reigns by myself and just said I'm gonna you know I'm just gonna learn how to do all this by myself mm -hmm. how rewarding though it was awesome I remember uploading my first independent album called 2am in LA like mm -hmm. to this website called TuneCore which is basically what you do when you don't have a label you just go on this website you pay like 50 bucks a year and you click iTunes Apple Music Spotify wow. Amazon like all the places you want yeah. your album and I uploaded it and it felt amazing it was just like a full album that I made in my apartment at the Palazzo in West Hollywood by myself Oh my gosh, I know the exact apartment. Oh, it's like across from the Grove. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, iconic. I spent like four years there. <laughs> it's a great apartment yeah. place. Um, question, like, do you make money from that? Yeah, well. How do you make money? In the Back in the day like, of, of iTunes, there was great checks coming in. Like when, when no one was- You buy a song. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Because I would come out with an album, and I would go on Twitter, and we would do like, you know, this hashtag Jake Miller album, and it would be trending, and everyone would be going and buying the album for 1999, and, it would go number one on iTunes. Like those were some fun days. Now it's just like you put it out and people stream it. They watch it for free on YouTube. And streaming money is like nothing. How do you make streaming money? I don't. You don't. <laughs> You're mean, like it's very small. I make most of my money on tour through brand deals. Um, yeah, I mean streaming. You have to you have to have a song that gets like a hundred million streams to really see any kind of money. That is like ah, that's so frustrating. Yeah. I wish there was, it's funny because I'm like, as a listener, I love streaming. Yeah. Because <laughs> I pay my little subscription and I get everyone's songs. Yeah. But I feel bad for the artist because even me with my YouTube videos, if like 
I don't know. If I didn't get paid what I do from uploading, no. that would be really frustrating. For sure. And, you know, I don't pay for anyone's music either. Yeah. Like, nobody really does. I no mean, the does. only time I would I would pay for music these days is like a vinyl, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And that's more just like because I love that album. Because do it's people like, even release CDs? I don't think so. I don't know <laughs> like, where to buy CDs. Yeah, where do you buy CDs? Used to be in Best Buy and Target and uh, what's the one that just closed? Um, the one in the mall. I forgot what it's called. Oh, okay. But, um... But yeah, they're, I, I don't know where to get CDs anymore. But you will get a small, small, small check from like Spotify or yeah, a- iTunes small. or whatever? Yeah. Okay. I always wonder that. But it's mainly from touring. And what do you mean from touring? From selling tickets? From selling tickets, from meet and greets, really, from the merch. Oh. Yeah. Really just the meet and greets and the merch. And the merch. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's crazy the amount of work that goes into and like that's the one thing you get money from. I know. It's crazy. crazy. Are you promoting your merch a lot? Like. Mm-hmm via on stage or um on well the internet? i mean yeah definitely on the internet i i i do a really i like to think i do a good job promoting merch just because it's fun to include the fans so like on tour i'll have my photographer run around the venue and take like professional pictures of my fans wearing the merch Cute. and yeah so like they're the models of mm-hmm. it and i have like an instagram page just for the merch and it's all just pictures of my fans repping the merch oh wow that's yeah. really smart and the merch is like my merch company is sick. Yeah. Like, we have really cool stuff. So, yeah. I feel like you have a good eye. I could see it being, like, like not even – me looking at it and not even realizing it's merch. Yeah, this this most recent one that, we, that we're that we about to do on this tour, it, it, I wanted it to look like you would buy, like, in a store. Yeah. Yeah. I like Urban Outfitters or something. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. What would you say is, like, the best piece of advice you've gotten so far in your career um, that you would like to share to others? My dad always used to tell me when I played baseball, mm-hmm. I was a pitcher. He would always tell me to just pretend I'm in a bubble and, you know, blur out everyone on the on the outside of the field or anybody, you know, Interesting. screaming at me or whatever. Put myself in a bubble and um, just kind of tunnel vision on what you're looking at. And so I kind of just apply that to everything because there's so much like outside noise and social media and, you know, haters or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know. Just just put yourself in that bubble and just concentrate on what you want and what makes you happy. Not even in your career, really just like concentrate on what makes you happy. Do what you want to do, That the things that make you happy. So I think that's probably like the best piece of advice I've, I've received. It's pretty basic, but I, no, I, live, I, like I live by it. When, th- when is a moment that you are telling yourself that? I mean, there's like, there's like points in my career every now and then where it just like feel like it's just it's just like everything where like sometimes I'll feel like I'm at, at a peak and I'm mm-hmm. like this is amazing this is great I was born for this yeah I was born <laughs> for this and then there's sometimes you know where I'm getting ticket counts and you know we're not selling as many tickets as I want and or you know I see social media numbers dropping and it's like those those moments don't feel good at all mm-hmm. um but that's just life it's the ups it's the ups and the downs and so at those moments I always just kind of remember like you know I have great friends I have a great family I live in an awesome city. I'm in mm-hmm. Los Angeles doing what I love. Like, I can't really complain. And so I just put myself in kind of just like that bubble of like, all I need is like what I have right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Is there anything you do that's tangible in the bubble? Like, do you sometimes resort to a journal? Do you sometimes go on, or like you resort to the gym? Like, is there anything like that? Um, in terms of just like clearing my head? Yeah. I like to be outside. Um, I guess girl, if you're in a funk, yeah. What do you do? I mean, to be honest, I'm never like never really like in funks. It's more just like little moments that yeah. like you know, 
I would never be like in a funk for like multiple days. Mm -hmm. It's more just like something that's on my mind. And I feel like I'm pretty good at kind of just like, I don't know if it's healthy, but just kind of like bottling it up and just saying like, you know what, you're too, you're too lucky and you have too many great things in your life to like Mm -hmm. be stressing about this. Life is short. Just shut up about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of just forget about it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I like to spend a lot of time outside. We go to the beach a lot. We play volleyball. We go on road trips. Um, This is the place to do it. You know, California is beautiful. So, you know, I'll call my parents. Mm -hmm. That's like probably one thing, like on the way to the gym or something, I'll just call my mom every morning and Mm -hmm. just catch up. And that kind of puts things in perspective. Do you call your parents every day? Every day. I call my parents every day too. Yeah, every day. And then I text them throughout the whole day, Uh for sure. What advice, I guess, would you give to someone that's like not as tight with their parents and that makes them sad? Like, how do you... And it's like, what are you talking to your parents on the phone about? Like, I feel like some people think it's like, oh, I have to like tell them everything. Like, I guess what advice would you give to someone who you could, you have such a good relationship with them? Um, I mean, if you, if you don't, you know, if you're not that close with your family, I do think it's possible for anyone in the world to find at least one person that you can like kind of, you know, have that person to talk to. Like, you know, I think anybody should be able to find one good friend mm-hmm. who, who who can listen to you and um, you can just kind of vent to them. And I think it's important to have that. Um, but what do I talk to them about? I mean, I don't really call my mom to, to vent. It's more just like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, catching up. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to the studio today. I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing like, you know, it's, it's, it's more just like hearing your mom and dad's voice mm-hmm. that kind of makes you like put things in perspective. Like, okay, like what I'm worried about is, is kind of- So minuscule. Yeah, very small compared to like, I what what life is about. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like you, something I'm admiring a lot about you is you're really good at maintaining relationships with people, whether it's your parents, whether it's your ride or die guy out there, yeah. um, whether it's your girlfriend. Like, how do you, how do you do that so well? Um, well, I mean, I also have a lot of people in my life who have come and gone, just friendships that didn't work out Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, as the years go by, I'm sure you can attest this as well. Like there's people that like you just, they just prove over and over again, like how, how great of people they are, how great of friends they are. Like they're going to just be with you through all the ups and downs. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like Scooter out there, he's been with me since day one. Um, And so like nothing he could ever do really besides like kill my cats or something. (laughs) could make me like not love him like he's just been with me through everything Mm -hmm. um and yeah family i mean they couldn't do anything to make me not love them like that's family Mm -hmm. so yeah are you good at reaching out to people i'm trying to get better at reaching out to like the people i grew up with okay who are on the east coast still Mm -hmm. in new york or florida like living completely separate lives and so i'll talk to like some of my close friends maybe once a month on the phone but other than that like Besides family, which I talk to all the time, um, I'm trying to get better at like calling my grandma. Me too. Yeah. It is hard. Yeah. It's very hard. Like sometimes you like, it's sad, but like sometimes you just kind of like forget about them. I know. It's it's like you can't because, you know, their life is, you know, very precious and, Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to like definitely value those phone conversations one day when they're not around anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying, that was one of my new year's resolutions this year. That's a good resolution. Yeah. I haven't been doing very well. But <laughs> call your grandma today. Thank you for reminding me, though. I feel like in my head, when I'm calling my grandma or grandparents, like it's so much bigger of a deal than like calling my parents. Like I feel like I need to be ready. Yeah. And I'm like, no, just call them. Yeah. I don't know because why. it's like such an occasion. They're like, oh, yeah. Jake, <laughs> so tell me everything. We miss you so much. Yeah. 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 
That is um, true. But yeah, I have uh, two grandmas that I should definitely keep in contact mm-hmm. with a little bit more. What would you say to someone that like moves to LA and was like a young Jake Miller and they like know no one and they're feeling super lonely because this can be a really lonely city? Like, yeah. how did you find people like that now you have are your ride or die people? Like, how did you know they were a good person to have around? Well, it's funny because when I first moved here, I was doing what everyone does when they first moved to LA. I was going to like all these clubs, One like Oak, One <laughs> Oak, uh, Warwick. Warwick. Warwick was like my spot. Yeah. Um, and you know, for two or three years, we were going to these clubs like two or three times a week. Didn't ever find any friends there. Uh-huh. It was more just a good time. Um, but all of my friends that I'm friends with now in LA, they're all from the East Coast. They've all moved out one by one. Oh, they're like your hometown friends. Or just like my band. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Kevin, my drummer, uh-huh. was in New Jersey his whole life. He finally made the move. Yay! My tour manager, Scooter, he's from Jersey. He made the move. Um, Joey, who is like one of my best friends, he, mm-hmm. I used to live with him in Florida. He made the move. And we're all like 10 minutes away from each other. And that's like the group that I go out with, mm-hmm. all my East Coast people. Mm-hmm. So I haven't made too many like LA friends, mm-hmm. besides like maybe my girlfriends, like co workers and mm-hmm. their boyfriends. But yeah, I have a very small group of friends, but they're all like amazing people. Mm-hmm. I will say, once you find one for me, it was like a ripple effect. Like once I found one good person, like they also had other good people surrounded by them. And then I met their friends and then I met their friends, which was helpful. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the hard part with, you know, the pandemic and, you know, just it was so long where everything was closed down. I moved, we were in Florida for a while and then I convinced my girlfriend to move to here. And I'm like, you know, we're going to go to all these cool events and it's LA. We're going to go out and meet all these friends. And then it was lockdown for like a year. Uh So all we really did was like, go outside you know go to the park and go on road trips so Mm -hmm. we haven't really like been able to like go out and socialize and like go to the bar and just randomly start talking to this other couple and make friends but Mm -hmm. we've definitely found like our our people for sure i love that yeah um so what are you doing like right now with music like what moves are you making um going to the studio right after this Mm -hmm. making more music uh we have an ep coming out right after the tour so it's going to be like october-ish it'll probably be like five or six songs how exciting yeah i'm super excited Wait, in the tour when's the tour starts in like two weeks (gasps) and where are you going it's like i think it's 10 or 11 of like my favorite like major cities in america wow do you ever do one in la yeah, we're playing in LA. Oh my gosh, tell me, I'll come. Yeah, it's uh, September 1st at the Troubadour. <gasps> I love the Troubadour. Yeah, it's great. Oh my gosh, I need to go. Yeah, please, Immediately. please bring all your friends. But yeah, um, yeah and, and that's only like three weeks long, two or three weeks long. Come back, put out an EP. And then, um, yeah, I got some personal things that are going to be exciting for the end of the year and my oh, birthday. Awesome. And yeah. Um, for the EP, how many songs are in an EP? And what, is, what does an EP mean? It, stand, it stands for Extended Play. Okay. Which makes no sense because you would think an extended would be like a long, like an album. Yeah. An album, I think, is like eight songs or more, and an EP is like. I've always wondered this. Six songs or less or something. Really? Yeah. So this EP will probably have five or six songs. Um, Four of them, four or five are already done. So, uh, yeah. um, So you're still trying to finish one? Yeah, I might write one today. Oh my gosh. Manifesting like good good vibes for you. (laughs) Who knows? And are you still making the actual like beats and the music or are you having help with that? Um, It depends. We kind of, every song is different. Like today I'm going to the studio um, with a new producer. He, my process is he will, we'll start a, we'll start a song from scratch. He'll like lay down a super rough beat. I'll take that home. 
with the voice memos of like the lyrics that I was doing and this like I won't record anything at mm-hmm. his place. I'll go home with like the the instrumental. I'll record my vocal in my house and then I'll kind of build the beat on top of that. Wow. And then I'll send all of that back to him to kind of do the final, you know, touches. Mm, so like edit it together. Yeah, or just kind of like put some final like bells and whistles. Yeah. Okay. How do you write a song like in your head? Like do you are you like oh, I'm having relationship issues and so I want to write a song about someone uh, dating my guy best friend. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, how does that, how does a song happen? It's not as, like, specific to, like, my personal life as people think. So, like, I very, like, I might go to the studio today and write, like, the most sad, heartbreaking, you know, breakup song, even though I'm in a super happy relationship. (laughs) Because there are people out there, millions of people out there who need that kind of music because they are going through that. And honestly, my favorite music to listen to is the songs that make you really sad because like when you feel something in music, like Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Like listening to a fun song is obviously awesome, but like listening to like some sad Laney or something or like some sad John Mayer, like, yeah, it just makes you feel something. So yeah, I don't I don't ever really like sit down and like, guys, this is what I'm going through today. This is what we got to write about. It's more like I saw this phrase on a billboard on the side of the street. Like, I think that'd be such a cool song title. Like, mm-hmm. what could we write that like that that would be the song title? Like, what would that song Ooh. be about? OK, what does that happen with? Like, is there any like specific like saying you've seen? Like, I'm trying to think there's those sweatshirts that say, like, text me when you're home. Like, yeah. I could see me say, seeing that and being like, ooh, like, let me write a song about that. Yeah, it's kind of fun to work backwards when, like, you have that punchline, like, yeah. the last line of the chorus that's going to be, like, that moment. So, like, um, the one that I can most recently think about, there was a song that we wrote called The Opposite. Uh-huh. And the first thing we, we said before we even started laying down any music or we're just like, the word The Opposite just sounds cool. Like, if we were to name a song, what would that song be about? And it's like, oh, well, you could write a song about, you know, I did this for you and you gave me the opposite. I, and then oh. we, we wrote a whole song like, uh, um, like, I gave you flowers, you gave me thorns, I showed uh-huh. you sunsets, you showed me storms. Like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it's just a fun, just, that's my favorite way to write. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a title guy. Like, when I come really? across a song that I haven't heard yet and I, like, see an interesting title, I'm like, I have to hear it. Interesting. Yeah. Who, like, as far as lyrics go who do you look up to or like titles like what song titles like who do you love who do you think slays the titles um i can't really think of anyone off the top of my head that is like the title person yeah (laughs) uh but john mayer is definitely my favorite in terms of lyrics for sure he's kind of like the one that like just drained it in my head like like do not write a song where the lyrics are not like extremely like that has to be number one. And then the music behind it, like a beat should never carry the song. Oh. It should always be the words to me. Okay. To me. So I always want people to like listen to it, like first listen, like alone, listen to every word rather than like sometimes I'll show someone like a song and like 30 seconds in they'll start like talking or like asking about it. I'm like, no, no, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, like listen. Now I have to play the whole thing over again because uh-huh. the words are like so important to me. So, yeah. Um, speaking of titles, Ross and Rachel, yeah. how did that happen? Like, were you a big um, Friends fan? I'm trying, I was, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Friends fan. I've seen a bunch of them, but definitely not like the whole thing. I'm trying to remember if that was one of those instances where Ross and Rachel came first and then we wrote a whole song. Cause the first lyric is started off as Friends. So I don't know. I, I do have a feeling that, that that was a long time ago. I think I came to the studio. I'm like, let's write a song called Ross and Rachel about... Yeah two people who were friends and then 
you know, grew into something more. Have you ever heard from anyone from Friends, like, regarding that song? No. That's pretty crazy. They no. probably, like, definitely have heard it. I hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston is one of my favorites, so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She probably, like, bumps it every morning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could <laughs> you imagine? Workouts. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Anyway, well, um, it has been an absolute blast getting to know you. Yeah, you and too. Um, I guess what are, like, the tour dates, like, shout outs, yeah. you know, how everyone can buy their tickets and whatnot? JakeMiller.com. All the tickets are right there. Awesome. Um, tour starts in like two weeks. After that, more music coming out. We got a song called Keeper that's coming out in like, I think the third day of tour. Oh my gosh, so Really fun. fun music video to go along with it. Make a TikTok to it. I'll probably make some TikToks <laughs> to it. And uh, yeah. Yay. And where can everyone follow you on Instagram and stuff? At Jake Miller. Super At easy. At Jake Miller. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jake. It's been a blast. Thank you. And I can't wait to listen to the new EP and yes. go to the Troubadour show. Yeah. And yeah, guys, don't forget to subscribe to everything you just said and this channel and make someone's day this week. Peace. You're a great interviewer, by the way. That was fun. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. I'm just my day. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>